What's up? What's up, everybody? Hope you have all been well. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the JDB podcast. All right, so uh, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent with you guys. I've had about five Modellos. I got a six-pack. I have one more to go. Don't worry. I'm not going to get alcohol poisoning or anything. I'm not a drunk, but I've had a rough past couple weeks. Nothing bad. You know, I'm not going through a divorce, nothing like that. Work-related, not training. Now, this isn't all that I do, but uh, yeah, it's been a rough couple weeks. And um, I'm human, man. You know, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm an honest guy, and I, I don't... I wish I was somebody that could be like the perfect little fitness guy online and tell you that I never snorted a fucking line, tell you that I never smoked a joint, never done GHB, um, amongst a couple other things. I, I wish I could tell you I was that guy. I'm, I'm just, I'm not. I'm just drinking beer tonight, though, so don't worry. Um, but anyway, it's been a while since I come out with a podcast, and, and I'm not somebody, I don't drink a lot. I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea about this. Um, I'm not like some fucking has-been that's just trying to share my knowledge. Uh, I try to practice what I preach, but I am human. I am human, and I deal with a lot of the same shit that all you guys deal with. Differences, I'm talking about it, and uh, I write articles about it, okay? Don't put myself on that pedestal. Um, You know, like I said, man, I'm fucking human. So, lately... Uh, what's been going on lately with me in the gym and why I'm making this podcast? Well, I was on cycle. I was running NPP, some Prima Ballin, and some test probe on top of my TRT, right? So the total test was about 500 a week. It was 200 a week TRT, yeah, 200 a week TRT, 300 a week uh, a propanate, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then uh, it started with 300 a week. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't MPP. It was regular DECA. It was regular DECA. 300 a week of regular DECA for, oh, I was doing that about 8 or 10 weeks. And it started with 300 a week of Primo. And then I went up to ah, like 500 a week. And um, I ran this cycle out. I want to say it was about 10 weeks. And it started giving me a little bit of shit. Like the Primo was kind of fucking with my prostate. Because I was just pissing a lot, man. And when I get my lab work done, my PSA measure, which is your prostate health, always came in very low. It was very good. Like, it barely registers because I use Cialis, like, regularly. Um, You know, for men's health and prostate protection, it has nothing to do with not being able to get a fucking Woody or any of that shit that people think that Cialis is for. You know, it's funny because the doctor has to write the script for that he's like yeah man has erectile dysfunction i I read it somewhere it was like he suffers from erectile dysfunction so i remember like i called the pharmacy wants to get a refill there's like this chick on the phone and i was like yeah she's like what do you need filled i'm like uh the cialis and i was like hey man yeah i don't take it for that you know you know just so you know she's like oh i don't care i was like no it's not that no no it's health (laughs) uh but anyway I, I, I had a feeling the Primo was still messing with my prostate because um, I was just pissing a lot, man. And, like, sometimes I would piss at night, and I'd lie down to go to bed. I'd be like, damn, I got to fucking piss again. I'd get up and piss, lie down to go to bed. Uh, maybe I didn't get it all out of me. Get up and piss again, right? So th- after a couple of weeks of this shit, I was like, you know what? It's time to take a break. 
obviously my body doesn't like it at this, at this dose. You know, I got the 500. In the past, I've gone six, 700. And, um, you know, it, it would give me insomnia. I will say, like, Primo does give me insomnia. Once I get a little bit higher, it gives me great results. But it also gives me fucking insomnia. So, I realized that with Primo, 300 a week is, is pretty manageable. You know, it's a it's a weak compound. It's an effective compound, but it's not like equivalent to like you know three hundred week or three hundred milligrams a week of like Deca, like that type of strength, or you know hundred milligrams a day Anavar. Like you're not going to get that kind of strength. It's a recomp drug, and um, it is good for the most part on your labs, right? It doesn't throw shit off too bad, but it was just I just felt like it was kind of fucking with my, with my prostate, and I was like, all right, you know what, man. It's, it's time to take a break. I, I'm not really concerned with getting bigger. I'm one of those guys, like, I've been at this for so long that when I lose weight and I start leaning out, people think I get bigger. Okay? They're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're growing. I'm like, no, I lost fucking eight pounds. It's just you see everything more clearly. And most of the year, it's like I try to eat in a deficit, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Just and It's always family stuff. It's always stuff that, like, I'm in, involved with it. It's never like I'm sitting by my lonesome and just decide to trash a fucking thing of Oreos, right? It's it's not that. So, you know, I always try to stay in, in like somewhat of a deficit. Whether I do or not, I don't know. I'd like to think that like 75% of the time I do. I just hold muscle very easily. There's been more times lately that I've lived life and um, I, I've enjoyed myself because I've been doing this like the majority of my fucking life, man. So... I always fight this battle where it's like I try to hold myself to a higher standard, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to get to like the end of my days and and not know what it's like to go do this or go do that or just let it go once in a while. You think that that would be harder to do at first when you're new? I don't think so. I think when you're new, it's it's still new and it's 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 easier. Because you're seeing the results come on. But I think like when you've been there and done it, it's 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 not new anymore, right? So I, I feel like as you get older and you've done this like the majority of your life, it's, it's sometimes it's not easier, right? It's it's much harder. So I don't know. That's always a battle that like I fight with myself is like, all right, dude, still, still adhere to your routine. But hey, wait a minute. You know, I do want to enjoy myself a little bit, right? So anyway... So I, I dropped a cycle and anytime we have to like stop like a cycle, quote unquote, cycle, cycle caps <laughs> or a blast, it's like, shit, man, I got to go back to being human. Like you forget the TRT is not even human. Like that, even that's like above human, you know, to some degree, depending on what your dose is. I mean, I normally take 200 milligrams a week, right? So 200 milligrams a week at 43 years old. It's still putting me well above where my peak was probably at, right? When I was like natural and kicking ass and taking fucking names, it's still above that, right? So it's like, okay, you know, you could probably still kick ass and take fucking names, but you're used to these blasts and you don't want to come back to just TRT. But, you know, as health gets more important and, and we get on, it, it, it is important, right? I mean... It is important to do what you can do on TRT and try to find some way to stay motivated and to improve. And that's what this podcast is about. 
And that's where a lot of guys, I feel like, have the same struggle that I have when it goes back to reverting to just TRT. Well, John, how the fuck do I stay motivated? Well, good question. Um, and, and I'm going to share some of my insight on it and how I've recently switched things around to stay motivated. And when I look back on it, and this isn't a fucking sales pitch, guys. This is just the God's honest truth. When I created my programs, the Shredded Ops program and Let the Blood Spill, these programs kind of had that in mind, whether I didn't really know it, you know, in the forefront of my thoughts, or maybe it was a subconscious that led me to, to develop these programs or was a, a big influence in these programs. It, it is what it is, and it was definitely there, and it is there now, and I'm reminded of why it was there. There is a hell of a lot of benefit to metabolic training. And what I mean by metabolic training, I'm not talking about CrossFit type stuff. I'm not talking about just getting your heart rate up and running around like a chicken with your head cut off or doing Olympic lifts 500,000 fucking times in a workout. I'm not talking about that. But what I'm talking about is some form of body weight training that can increase your heart rate, some form of shorter rest periods or supersets or tri-sets, for those of you that are new, a supersets when you go from one exercise to the other without rest. A tri-set would be three exercises in a row without rest. Or a circuit, some people might call it a circuit, where you're, okay, I might hit like, say, you know, a chest press, you know, maybe a dumb, incline dumbbell chest press. And then I go into a set of standing alternate dumbbell curls. Then I might go into a set of side lateral raises. Then I rest a couple minutes. Then I repeat the sequence, okay? Or in, in, in my case recently, it would be a set of like 50 push-ups, go to maybe a set of biceps, go to a set of shoulders, repeat the sequence, okay? I might repeat that four or five times. And then I go maybe to a different tricep or a different circuit, if you will, which it might be if that day was say chest, biceps, and shoulders. Like one of the one of the splits and shredded ops is chest, biceps, and shoulders. I actually call it upper body muscles facing forward day. I have an upper body muscles facing forward day, upper body muscles facing backwards day, back, triceps, traps, lower body. Okay. What that does is it kind of refreshes you. So when you come back around at the beginning of the circuit again, it's almost like you're kind of more fresh. Even though your heart rate was higher, even though you didn't take as long of a rest period between one exercise and the next, if any rest, it reinvigorates you. It remotivates you. It, gets, it, 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 it wipes the slate clean. Okay, like that circuit was done. Boom, we're back around. Another circuit. Let's go. It's very militant. I like it a lot. And I went back to that because I was just at this point where I was like, how the fuck do I stay motivated, man? Like, okay, <clears throat> you're off the blast. You're back on TRT. Naturally, strength is going to be a little bit down. Naturally, you're going to hit the wall a little bit faster. You might be 30 minutes into the workout and you're like, dude, I'm fucking done. You know, it's time to go home. And I don't want to feel like that. And I want to keep going. And how do I keep going? Well, I had to switch the way I fucking train. So <clears throat> what I realized through doing this is that sometimes... When I was in the gym and I was weight training, I didn't feel awake. I'd be sleeping through the workout. And what I mean by this is my body and my energy levels 
and my mind weren't in sync. So when you do a set of something that's a body weight exercise or a calisthenic or whatever you want to call it, okay, it wakes you the fuck up. If you do a set of 50 push-ups, okay, you're probably more awake than being some fat dude that does like a triple on a bench press, rests 10 or 15 fucking minutes, and does it again. And I realized that even though my rep schemes are never that low, there was times, even when I was on cycle, even when I was on cycle, where I wasn't on fire, where it was like I was going through the motions and like, yes, I was stronger and yeah, it was a decent workout, but I didn't have that same feeling that I'd have if I did some of these body weight movements like push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, you know. Inmate style routines, okay? Let's just call it that, inmate work. Uh, now, so when I developed those two routines, and if you've never done them, I'd say Shredded Ops is the one to start with. And after you finish that, take some time off and then do Let the Blood Spill. Uh, I don't know if I'd be doing those two back-to-back with no rest. It's going to kick the shit out of you. You're not saying you're not going to get results, but it's going to kick the shit out of you. Um, but when I was developing those routines, I kind of had that in mind. It's like, okay... How do I take different aspects of feeling alive, feeling awake, getting that endorphin release, still being strong, still feeling like my heart rate was up, still being in a state where I can lose fat? And how do I wrap it all up into one, right? With all the years of experience I've had and different tactics and different high-intensity techniques and all this stuff, how do I take the positives and the bits and pieces, the highlights out of each style of training and combine them into one? And I now realize that that's what I was doing. And that's often, without even really realizing it, what I revert back to. So like coming back to TRT, um, and there are some benefits. First off, let me just, let me back up here. There are some benefits to going back to just TRT for a while. Uh, your sleep might improve. Um, you lose some water weight. Your face, you just look more rested. You might not be carrying a little bit of the bloat on your face that you might not think you're carrying, but then when you go back to TRT, it's like, okay, yeah, this is me again. This is my face. Uh, my jawline looks a little bit better, whatever. I don't know. That's just some of the things that I've noticed. But So there are some benefits to it, but it is a motherfucker to figure out how am I going to train now? Like, you don't want to feel like you're regressing. You don't want to feel like you're backpedaling. But how do you feel like you're moving forward? What are some things you can do with your training that makes you feel like you're progressing still, even though you're not blasting hormones? And I truly feel like this metabolic style approach combined with, um, I say lower rep, but like moderate weight and, and slower rep tempo with the lower rep, so when I do lower reps, I'm not going super, super fucking heavy. I mean, it's still heavy compared to like what most people would be using, but it's not the heaviest I could lift, but I'm slowing my rep tempo down in a way. I do some some sick shit like a lot of people wouldn't do, right? So like I could do that set of 50 pumping rapid style push-ups just for pump. And then when I go back to the next chest, chest exercise, it might be five sets of five. Okay. Oh, five sets of five, John. Well, that's, that's a fucking beginner thing. That's starting strength or whatever. That's being not the way I fucking do it. 
Five sets of five with a 10 second negative and a 10 second positive on every rep. Am I going as heavy as I could possibly go? No, no one can do that. Not with that rep tempo. Am I taking a moderate weight and making it more challenging and making it more intense and getting a more of a fucking pump and turning it into something that's beyond what a normal five sets of five would be for most motherfuckers? Hell yeah, I am. So those programs flip-flop between doing some of these metabolic things to pump you up and make you feel fucking awake and alive and make you feel good to doing some things that require you to take that inner strength, pull that fucking shit out of you when you're a little bit beat down and really having to be strong, man. Not strong when you're fresh, strong when you're beat the fuck down, bro. And that's like I said, I said before, time and time again, it's the Rocky Balboa style training, dude. I'm not worried about being strong when everyone's strong. I ain't worried about being strong when I'm in there and I'm fresh. I'm worried about being strong when most people are tapping out. They're bowing the fuck out and going home. And now I'm like, yo, what do you got, man? Get that shit the fuck out of you. What do you got? Show me what the fuck you got. So that's kind of how I went back to training. And I realized that, you know, doing some of these things, although it seems repetitive, although it seems counterproductive to a high intensity set, okay, it's beneficial. It's highly fucking beneficial and it's fun and you feel like you had a damn good workout when it's all said and done. And I think that if you can consistently do that, you can get better conditions. You get your heart rate up a little bit higher. You just do. You fucking feel healthier. You feel like you got a good pump, right? Do five sets of 50 on push-ups and tell me that your delts, your chest, your tries. Tell me that shit don't feel fucking pumped. Tell me you don't look in the mirror and be like, dude, I'm fucking swole. All right? I mean, everybody always talks about, and I know it sounds like so cliche about like inmates and inmate training and calisthenics and how some guys will do a thousand push-ups a day and how impressive their physiques can get with basic shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't take all this vast array of different exercises like we can fall guilty of that. I think we all fall guilty of that at some point in time. And I think that looking back on my own experience in the gym, there was times where my workouts are more simplified and I look fucking better than other times where I felt like I had to do all this shit, dude. Like, well, you did your incline. What about flat? What about decline? What about flies? What about incline flies? What, you know, what about dips? It's like, you don't need to do all that fucking shit. You're better off hitting something, making your mark, and you, what, 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 are you going to shut the fuck up and let me do this podcast or what, I don't know what this dog wants, man, what was I fucking saying, oh yeah, so sometimes you're better off keeping it simple and just doing that shit and hammering it, right, and I've let you to the bathroom like three fucking times in the past hour, hold on, I'll be right back. God almighty, man. This dog wants to go back and forth, in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm about to take him to the vet and get his fucking prostate checked out. I think he's just bored. I think they just get bored. Does anybody else own pit bulls? Do you have this issue? Like, they just, like, they get nutty at certain times of the day. Like, these dogs, man, every day, like, in the morning time, 
They're wide awake. They're ready to go. They're kicking the shit out of each other. They have their routine. They go out. They go to the bathroom. They eat. Then during the day, they go back to bed. Then in the evening time, it's like they just need to come alive, man. It's like WWE fucking SmackDown in my house until about 9 o'clock at night, and then they're just done. And they wake up the next day and repeat it all over again, right? Day in, day out. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like having just messed up toddlers kicking the shit out of each other in this house. Um, anyway, so sometimes metabolic training or circuit training or supersets, trisets, all that stuff. A lot of the stuff that I think a lot of people would forget is beneficial is highly beneficial. I think that as a lot of guys get bigger and get stronger, they forget about a lot of the stuff and they forget a lot about the, a, a lot about, <laughs> they forget about a lot of the other benefits to training other than just like maximum poundage lifted. And with like traditional high intensity training, one of the theories behind it is like, once you hit your best that day, that's it. You've hit your best and like lay off and either move on to the next exercise or that's the end of the workout that day. Okay. So it's kind of counterproductive um, to think that, you're going to hit this till failure and then you go to this and that and then you come back around to the circuit and then you hit like say a set of push-ups till failure and then do this and that and then you go back around and start again. A lot of guys would think that that's counterproductive, especially as they get bigger. They would be like, hey, you know, I've hit my best, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not science. Um, you know, you don't, you don't grow that way. Well, there's a lot more to bodybuilding than growing and, and, and there's a lot more to exercise than just how you look and I know not everybody listening to this might see it that way but a lot of times I'm in the gym it's it's mentally you know beneficial to me I'm in there either to relieve stress or it's just it, maybe I'm just adhering to the routine to what keeps me going but there's a lot of other benefits to it rather than just going in there and hitting the max whatever or trying to make some kind of benchmark progress on paper every week i think there's a lot of things in the gym that we can progress at that we can't necessarily take a pen to the paper and say yeah you know i did this and next week oh it was it was 10 more pounds than that I think there's a lot of stuff in there that's missing that it's not as easy to pull out of the mix and say, hey, you know, maybe I benefited there. Or maybe I was in a shit mood and I was stressed the fuck out and I went through this workout and I got some endorphins going and I feel good about myself and, you know, I feel I feel better than I would have otherwise and, and yeah, life's worth living. I think there's a lot of stuff that people forget about. And I think that sometimes as we dwell into performance enhancement, um, you have to keep pushing the doors, man. You have to just keep finding ways to make it interesting and finding ways to make yourself feel like you're still moving forward, even though you might be cruising, you know, back to TRT or for the guys that aren't on TRT, just, just recovering, you know, recovering. I know a lot of guys that when they're running their shit, they're on top of the world and then they're, they're fighting like hell to make gains. And then when they're not on it, they don't even go to the gym. It's like they're, they're total slack. And then it's almost like when they start cycling again, they're starting all over again. And I don't want to be one of those guys, you know? I don't want to put the gear at the top of everything. So you have to find ways 
to feel like you're still moving. Um, and I feel like that this style of workout is one of those ways um, to, to keep making progress. And uh, also, here's another thing, and I've mentioned this before, but I just want to reiterate what I've talked about in the past. A lot of you guys, and this is the case with myself too, we're bigger than we think, okay? So when you first start a diet or cutting, and I, I talk about cutting in this sense because it's kind of logical to think that, hey, I was on a blast, now I'm not. It doesn't make a lot of sense to think that you're going to exceed what you were doing on the blast, but you still want to move forward, right? But to think that your strength is going to keep going up compared to what it was, you know, six weeks ago when you were when you were on cycle, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I think that I think that we carry more muscle than we think we carry, and I don't think we realize that until we truly change something and we can see it. So I, one of the benefits to TRT that I found is there's no more what ifs, right? There's no more, is this water retention or is this fat? Well, you're not on anything that's going to make you retain really more fluid. I mean, TRT, eh, nah, not really. Um, so a lot of those, almost all those other what ifs are gone. Anything, well, what could I be doing that, you know, makes my nipple sensitive or, or, or this or that, or it's killed my libido or it, like... There's, there's not as much guesswork. And sometimes when there's not all that guesswork, it is kind of a relief, you know, to know that, hey, I'm probably getting the results I'm getting because of the diet and because of the training. Not this what if here or what if there. And so there is some benefit to that. And, um, you know, I feel like you can retain most muscle with TRT. I mean, your test levels are still exceeding at least mine anyway off 200 milligrams a week a test my test levels are exceeding that of say a peak 18 year old male or 20 or whatever whatever age your your peak might be at I'm, I'm well above that okay so i've already built the muscle i still have an anabolic environment it just might not be quite to the degree that it was at when i was blasting the shit out of stuff but it doesn't mean that I can't retain most, if not all, especially because I've been doing this so damn long, man. Like, I'm not one of these guys that weighs like 230 pounds and then I run like a 12-week blast or something and I, oh my God, I'm on 250. I can't, shut the fuck up. Fucking bedtime reminder. Fuck you, I'm not ready to go to bed. Um, What the fuck? No. No. You've been out already. There's no fucking way in hell that you have to piss again. I want you to lie down. Go lie down. God damn it. I'm back. I don't know where the fuck it was I left off at. Um, I think I was talking about gains on cycle, you know, gains and losses. Like, yeah, I'm not one of these guys that runs a cycle and like, oh my God, I'm up like 20 pounds. Like, I might gain like three or five pounds or whatever. I come off and... You know, I'm still around 230 pounds or whatever. And a lot of that just has to do with the diet because I don't eat as big as I used to. Um, <clears throat> you know, most of the year, like I said before in several of my past podcasts, I do try to stay in a deficit most of the year. I just retain the muscle very easily. You do retain muscle very easily on TRT, even just TRT itself. And I think that <clears throat> you create these uh, like a high set point and a low set point. You know, throughout the years of training, like the high set point would be, 
you know, where you're at when you're eating your ass off, you're training heavier, <clears throat> you're trying to bulk, even though I don't like that word. I like the word development better than the word bulk. And then the low set point is where you're at when you're cut. And it's about as low as you're going to get before you feel like you want to fucking hang yourself and you're depressed and you're hungry and you can't function and you're living off adrenaline and caffeine. You got a high set point and a low set point. Well, I don't stray far from that high set point now, whether I'm on cycle or whether I'm just on TRT. So the shit doesn't do for me now what it used to because I've just exceeded that genetic limit like way, way, I'm way past that genetic ceiling, right? So that's another reason that I don't run crazy doses of stuff anymore because it's just like, it's not doing a lot for me. So I hit enough that it's effective, but I don't go crazy with it. And I also place a lot of emphasis on how I feel. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when you're running a lot of shit, or you're running the wrong shit in the wrong amounts, you just feel off. You don't feel like you should. You don't feel on top of the world. So anyway, let me let me figure out a way to like wrap this thing up here. What I'm trying to tell you is, is if you are on TRT, or if you are coming off a blast, and you have to figure out how to keep pushing forward, to feel like you're pushing forward, change the training. Change the training. Go back to some of the basics. Go back to the push-ups. Go back to the pull-ups. You know, do 10 sets of pull-ups. Do fucking 10 sets of push-ups. And then you sprinkle in some of the traditional, you know, weight training stuff in between that. But I don't want you to feel like, hey, what's the point in doing, you know, 10 sets of push-ups? Or what's the point in doing more sets of push-ups once I already hit, like, my first set of push-ups till failure? What's the point? What's the value? I'll tell you, there is a value to it. There really is. You can stay more conditioned. It gets your heart rate higher. It, it, it can be, although repetitive and although a lot of reps, it wakes you the fuck up. You, your body, it, your muscles, and your mind feel in sync with one, another, with one another during the workout. And you can feel pretty damn good. Okay? So... A lot of this shit, you just have to change your train of thought. You know, you can't always look at every, you can't question every little thing so much. You can't look at like, well, this is going to pull me back. This is going to, you know, prevent me from getting bigger. Or this is going to take something from me. Because I think at the end of the day, if you're, if you're pushing and you're still pushing to failure sometimes, or you're still, you know, balls to the wall where you need to be, you know, maybe not all the time, but you bring intensity to the table I don't think you're going to regress. I think that a lot of times we can train ourselves to think that and we become so used to certain routines that if we break that routine, we can think it might not be beneficial when in all reality, it could be more beneficial. That's number one is maybe change the way you train when you have to revert back to just TRT because you're, you're trying to find a way to see a benefit in something and to stay motivated to keep going to the gym, to not be one of those guys that when you're not on a blast, you're so half-assed with the gym, you might as well say you're not even going. Another thing, too, is, look, I'll admit, you know, I'll be the first one to say it, the diet can get stressful. If you were on a blast and you were eating like your life depended on it, or even if you were, even if you're in deficit, even if, if you're trying to cut, but let's say you're hitting like six meals a day, drop it to four or five. There's no fucking rules to this, man. There's nothing to say 
that instead of doing six meals a day, that around about, you know, four or 500 calories a meal, that you can't go to five meals a day that are 500 calories a meal and take some of that stress off of you while still adhering to some sort of regimen. I do that myself. I find six is tough, especially when you have life stuff going on. If you don't have a lot going on in life, then yeah, six is pretty manageable. But if you have a lot going on, stuff going on in your career, maybe you own a business, um, whatever, family, six sometimes is that one extra meal a day later in the evening. It can be tough. There's nothing wrong during this time frame when you're cruising to drop it to four or five, still trying to eat for the most part healthy, keep it manageable, keep it a little more stress-free. You can still train balls out. There's nothing wrong with that. I even do crazy shit, man. I'll change the fucking music I listen to sometimes. I change it all up. I mean, I'm a metalhead. Normally, I listen to shit like Lamb of God, Pantera, you know, you name it. If it's usually the harder, the better. Slipknot, all that kind of shit. I listen to all that stuff. I found myself in the gym the other day listening to like fucking Bob Marley. I felt like I should have been out back smoking a fucking joint rather than in the gym training. Sometimes that stuff is good. One band I really like, their songs are a bit long, but they're really instrumental and they're kind of out there, is Tool. I listen to Tool, man. When I'm just trying to zone the fuck out and just get into something maybe a little bit different, Sometimes I find myself listening to Tool. It's not the same breakdowns. It's not the same intensity as a band like Lamb of God. But sometimes I just need that change. Sometimes I find myself listening to fucking techno. Although my wife says I'm fucking gay if I listen to techno. But sometimes I listen to like Skrillex, shit like that. Um, I, I listen to all kinds of stuff. But I find that like, look, why don't I just change it all? Why don't I just refresh myself and find something new? You know, even if it's temporary, just change so much about the routine, maybe the diet. It may be like, okay, I'm hitting five meals a day. Typically, I don't eat Greek yogurt, okay? I don't. I'm a rice guy. I'm potatoes. I'm fucking hardcore. What most people would be eating if they were like competition prepping, I try to stick to that. Does it get old? Fuck yeah, it gets old. Okay, so maybe during this time, I might throw in a Greek yogurt or two here or there. I might eat like a serving of fruit instead of the oats or the grits in the morning. Uh, that, that, what's that fucking bread? You know, that fucking bread. Dave's Killer Bread, I think it's called. You know, I might do a couple slices of whole wheat toast with my eggs in the morning. I might stop eating egg whites and just eat three or four whole eggs. I do things like that where it's still a routine but it's a little bit of a break. It's a little bit different. And I couple that with the metabolic style workouts, you know, the, the circuits. I know when you hear circuit, you're thinking like CrossFit or like shit like that. It's not like that, man. It's still like, you know, for the most part, traditional weight training, but it's just done in a circuit of like, I'll pick like three exercises and they all don't have to fucking go together, man. That's another thing too. Stop living by all these fucking rules. They don't always have to be opposing muscle groups. I don't always have to do a set of triceps, then do a set of biceps, set of chest, then go to a set of back because the back is the other side of your fucking body. It's the opposite of the chest. There's nothing wrong with doing, say, a set of chest, then a set of biceps, then a set of shoulders, then repeat. 
or for fuck, man. I mean, you could do a set of back, then a set of triceps. You like that? You like how you shoot for fuck, for fuck, man, for fuck's sakes, man. So help my fuck. Uh, anyway, yeah, that that's that's it. That that's all I wanted to say this podcast. So sorry for the interruptions, guys. Um, anyway, train hard. I hope that maybe this can help some guys out. And um, for all you guys that have given me the good feedback about the podcast and. You know, some of you guys write me and tell me, hey, you know, I've listened to them all twice. Um, you know, I appreciate it, man. I really do. And I'm glad they've helped you out in some kind of way. So uh, keep training hard. Until next time, this is JD. I'm out.